You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. El mero, mero Juan Cantinero César Torres el de Minnesota. No, cálmate, güey. <risa> el más pedido. Oh, el pinche pirata. El pirata de Sinaloa. Hey, brother. Yeah. How are you? Muy bien, muy bien. How is life finding you these days as we're in the midst of the month two and a half of this quarantine, quote unquote quarantine? Quote unquote, porque I see a lot of people out in these streets, boy. Out in the streets and Out without masks. Streets, no masks. Le valen. Levantando el pinche dedo, middle finger, al mundo. Yeah. Se creen yeah. pinche paquete de dos. I don't even know what's going on, bro. It's yeah. Crazy. I'm good though, man. I'm healthy. The kid's healthy. Kid's happy. Es lo que me vale madre. ¿Sabes lo que? Algo más que no vale madre. Que vale. Lolita's Mexican food. Dime. Patience is the essence of fine Mexican food. Lolita's. Head and shoulders above the rest. And Why? Because they make a killer Cali burrito. The guacamole is extra. Originator. The OGs. Pero el guacamole es extra. Pues sí, and I understand, dog. I understand. There's drug wars right now in, in Michoacán. Where, wait, where do avocados come from? Is it Michoacán? Yeah. I want to say Michoacán is where the... That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, I saw a video where in Michoacán there was like a, a bridge that was taken over by the cartel. And they weren't letting people in or out. And they pretty much took over the whole... Uh, Avocado uh, vineyards or whatever you Damn. call it. See, That's a big money Pero maker for the cartel. I know two of them, so I never run out. Before the ADD takes over completely. Yeah. Lolitas, thank you for being a sponsor of this beautifully produced podcast, Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican. And I had a relaxing day. You know why? Go ahead. Because I had a wonderful five milligram mint. Damn. Yeah. You had a mint today. I did. From where? Balboa Avenue Dispensary. Whether I it's may. recreational or relaxation, the fine people at the Balboa Avenue Dispensary mm. know how to take care of you. They do. Miso healthy, right? Miso healthy organic products. Estaba bueno. Miso me me sentía muy bien. Good, bro. Yeah. And in life, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Yo no me ha sentido muy bien. No way. I'm going yeah. like, fuck, nonstop work and, and just doing shit here at the brewery. Or, It's, so, dude, do you feel like you're working more now than you were before the pandemic? Times two. Legitimately. One of your operations is running a half capacity of what it used to. El otro está cerrado. Si. Elwood closed. Brewery. To go only. 25 to 40% of what it normally does. Um, UPS, 550% of what it normally is. Oh, well, then there you Seaway. go. Starting work at midnight, going to sleep like at seven on a good day. Normally, like between eight, because the kids, you know, I, okay. I have I have kids, bro, and I want to hang out with them and I want to yeah. see them. But just recently, I started realizing I'm fucking burning it at both ends. I fucking see the COVID knocking on my door. It's like, hey, wey, déjame entrar, wey. No tienes sueño? No tienes sueño? Te voy a agarrar, champ. Yo te ayudo. I'm going to get you. Like el Catrín. Agarrándome los dedos, los pies, viejo, en la cama. But yeah, bro. Um... It's been crazy. I feel like just recently. Oh, salud. 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 
Un, un mezcal para calentar el alma. Ah, Ahora sí, háblame de tus problemitas. This is, this is good. No son problemas, son situaciones, güey. I mean, you know, I, and I don't ever bitch about problems. I look for solutions. Solutions. Just go to sleep earlier. And, and, I, and, I, and I told you. Yeah. Go ahead. Improving my sleep, improve my life tenfold. Yeah, yeah, yeah me siento mucho mejor. I went from averaging four hours when it was good to now I'm up to six, and sometimes I'll even cross into seven, bro. Bro, what's going on? Seven hours? It's like you're being lazy. Hey, that's just I'm getting to bed at a good time because my internal alarm clock wakes me up anywhere between five and six thirty every morning, every morning without fail in that hour and a half range I get up. So usually I can't get back to sleep unless it's on the weekend. Like, you know, in this crazy time, we've had some extra time. So sometimes I'm like, I'm going back to bed. But now, man, as soon as I got to that six hour threshold, oh, goodness, man, big difference. Okay, so if I go, that would mean I have to go to sleep. Like at 5.30 p.m., bro. See, wait, or you go, go to sleep when you do, and then when you get home from work, pasatelo ahorita, you know, take a nap. Mira, like this is what's been going on. Like, whether I want to or not, I'm passing the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll get home, and I'll have, like, some breakfast with the family, or not with the family. They Obviously, they're done. By the time I get home, it's, like, 11. And um, I sit down. Wifey has un huevito con un panecito o algo ahí. She, like, has some breakfast for me. I sit down. And I'll have it while they're doing their homework and their independent studies, whatever. I'll sit down. I'm like, all right, I got to go take a shower. I got to do this. Whoop de woo el otro pedo. Animal dog, I passed the fuck out. How without, could you not? Dude, without even thinking about it, as soon as I sit down and just relax, I'm out, bro. <sighs> Quarantine. Quarantine's got me. Quarantine is, this 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 next level of, of work output has definitely killed me. Work output, life change, it changes your, it shifts your perspective and your new normal and yeah man i could see the combination of those things i i said it last time i was here i think coming out of this the biggest thing i concern myself with on top of the uh well-being of people and what this disease does is the mental health that people are going to come out man it's uh, some people crazy. are going to be suffering from ptsd man yeah see wait and think about like you know like for instance man there's kids Only kids. No ven a nadie más. They're not seeing their friends at school. They can't go see their family. What, what happens? A kid of three, four, five, six years old, you know, we've had our kids fortunately able to be around other family, you know, whether you want to call that we've cheated the system and been careful in our own ways. But there's kids out there that can't do that. ¿Y qué les pasa a ellos? That's true. Ahorita, fortunadamente, like when wifey came back from Utah with the kiddos, Um, her sister and, and her kiddos came down like a few days later. So my kids are happy now. Wifey's happy now because she has that outlet. She can go hang out with her sister. Mm -hmm. The kids can go hang out at their house and go swimming and whatever. And that gives me time to like focus on what I need to work on sleep. or go to sleep, you know? But if they mantle your way, like I swear it's like I, I have like, oh, shit, I have a four hour block that I don't have to do anything. I find dumb shit that I got to do. You know, it's like a those mental, that's you. You're, that's why you're built. That's how you're wired. You want to work. You want to do something. You want to stay productive. And it takes a while to convince your body that instead you should sleep. Because I was telling you, man, like, I'm not going out as, you know, even before all this happened, I, I wasn't going out as often. And, you know, on my weekend times, I wasn't packing it with just busy time. I was making sure that I was getting rest and I would feel so much better. I felt that I was more productive, even though I had less time because I felt mental clarity. Mm -hmm. I felt you know, physically better, even though, you know, I'm built like a roly-poly. <laughs> a cute roly-poly, doggy. But I, I, I've just felt, um, I, I felt depleted. 
Yeah. I, I legit feel like el saddest Mexican. Me siento deprimido. I feel tired. I just feel like no ambition to do anything. I'm like a machine right now. I go to sleep. I get up. I go to work. I come home. I eat. I come to the brewery, whatever. Go back home. Go to sleep. And that's cycle. the routine. Rinse, cycle, over repeat. And over and over. Ugh. But you know what? ¿Qué pasa? It's a crazy time to be in this industry right now. Crazy The, the time, beer man. industry, the service industry, the food industry right now. Rules oh. are coming down. Things Big are starting ones. to open up. Huge. Um, that's why I like when you come in. It's like every time you come in, you get to shed a little light of perspective in this industry. You have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in beer and your thumb up the butthole of this whole See, thing. Well, you can't have one without the other. I mean, el ducer. So, I mean, que pedo. What's going on? Tell the peoples. What I mean, is going on in San Diego beer? At least now, as of this morning with the conference call that we had with uh, one of the craft beer attorneys and... Uh, a representative from the CCBA, the California Craft Brewers Association, which is, you know, set up to kind of help manage the workload and, you know, fight on our behalf and pass new laws or stop certain laws for passing or keep us informed. Anyways, they are now informing people as we move into this advanced phase two, which came on suddenly, which was a whole trip. I mean, the most kegs that we've sold in a two week span when this all started has been like, a dozen. I think one week and two weeks, we got to like 16 or 18. Just yesterday, 20, 22 kegs were people are, ordered. People are re-upping. People are re-upping because yeah. restaurants yeah. now have the green light to reopen, you know, granted in limited capacity. So what we're finding out now is breweries can reopen, but you can't sit anyone at the bar. Okay. If people don't come in together, you have to assume that they're not together, so you can't seat them at the same place. Uh-huh. You got to social distance people in your tasting room. As people are coming in, you're supposed to be checking their temperatures and be actively looking for any signs. You got you got to check people's temperature when they come in. If they're coming in to hang out and have a beer, you got to be checking their temperatures and actively looking. If you see them like not looking healthy or sweaty, look I say you can ask like, "Hey, have you been in contact with someone who's had the virus?" What if they look pedo? Ah, pues that's everybody. (laughs) We're not gonna let anybody in. And so, uh, man, there's just it's it's it's. Look, it's it's great news to some that, hey, we're getting ready to reopen and start reentering the n- normal atmosphere that we used to have, but it's going to come slowly and it's going to come at a cost. Quote, unquote, uh, normal. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, another one is now you can't have people go to your bar to, uh, and by bar, I mean, order at the bar, uh, your physical where your register is. You actually, when you sit them, you have to go seat them and then serve them as if it were a restaurant. Bro, Somebody has I to have come a out. fucking brewery. I don't own a bar. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't own a restaurant. Yeah, yours is completely. You don't, you don't have tables. I don't have the tables. One. I have one large community table, and everything is a big bar, and everything is drink rails all along. Those the, drink and, rails are, you know, you're going to have to utilize. And, and so the, the, now that's the thing. Again, all those things come into effect. And so the big thing that got sprung on us is that the regulations were loosened in order for us to utilize more space so that people aren't losing out on reopening with limited area is that you can utilize parking lots, uh, courtyards, patios. Um, you know, if you have an extra building, some people do like for warehouse and offices, you can now utilize that to try to build your maximum occupancy up so that it's worth your while. Cause otherwise like your place, what, what's your maximum occupancy? 49, 49. Wink, wink. Okay. Imagine <laughs> Without see people sitting at the bar, having to keep people six feet apart, they're not together. ¿Qué van a caber? ¿Una docena? Yeah, wait. 12 I mean, people? And can you operate with 12 people at a time? 
I mean, we've been operating strictly on to go and, sure. and delivery. Sure. Do I want to operate with 12 people at a time? No, yeah. I see it more as an obstacle. Ahí estaba el pedo, el pedo al chile. I don't see a way in which I can open up and adhere to all those new policies and make it be successful. Sure. So for us, we're going to sit this one out. Business we're going to we're just going to keep going with our current model which is beer to go and deliveries. Yep. You know, deliveries has been going good. The beer to go has been going good. Like we kill it from like Thursday to Sunday. Monday through Wednesday are slower, but deliveries make up the difference there. So I just don't see a necessity for me to go above and beyond and suddenly build a restaurant within my brewery in order to operate. You know, la otra cosa. So when, when you serve them, you can't just serve them beer. People now have to order food and it has to be yeah. on the same ticket. Yep. So you have to figure time. out a way to partner up with el, el compa, el Tony con yeah. Corazón. El Froviche. El Froviche, yeah, yeah, but you have to sell it on your ticket. Yeah. And then, uh, look, it, they're minor things, but oh, let's say you're selling it on your ticket. Fine, you reimburse them, but when the time comes to pay that tax, who pays it? Yeah. You or them. I mean, there's all sorts of little headaches that are going to pass down from this that, yeah, man, it, it's it's good news to an extent, but it's a whole other set of headaches. And is it going to be worth it for everybody to reopen like that? Probably not. So, so el Maddie, el compita Maddie and me were talking about doing this for the Elwood. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do with the Elwood? You know, we, ha- we haven't. The Elwood, we have three businesses between both of us in the service industry. Tenemos el, el Three Punk Ales, we have the Manhattan, and we have the Elwood. Well, we. He has the Manhattan. Sure, sure, sure. And, and, and we, we have the Elwood, you, you know? Yeah. And, um, the Elwood, unfortunately, has been the redheaded stepchild. You know, it, it's been the Canelo of the family where we just kind of like, fuck, we're focusing 100% on maintaining the, the, the main brands. Yep. Him, Manhattan, me, Three Punk. Yep. So we kind of just said, you know, for the time being, let's put the Elwood to the side and just put it on timeout. Let's let's get our footing. Let's get what we got to do and get it done. And then when we figure something out, let's go. Well, now is that let's go time. So we were talking about, que vamos a hacer, wey? And um, obviously, we're going to team up with one of the local little uh, local uh, sandwich uh, shops at my Hungry Hanks. We're going to like get some sandwiches from them mm-hmm. and sell them to our patrons for like, I don't know, two or three dollars. And they get their cocktail. But we're going to be like, if you buy this, you can buy three drinks with the cocktail. So you get like your tokens. So you just buy one sandwich. So because because I don't know if the rule is you got to buy a fucking menu item every time you buy a cocktail. You know what's funny? I don't think they do either. There is so much unknown. I mean, so many people had questions this morning. Like, well, what constitutes food? Is it a bag of chips? Yeah. Is it an actual meal? If a group of four comes in, they all live together. They all sit in one area. Is it one food item per each of them? And there's no answers right now, you know? And again, we had an attorney on this morning. We had the representative from the CCBA. Sure. Sure. Because why? because of I think there's there's pressure from follow a lot of different money. areas. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the money. The biggest one is that it's money, man. People yeah. are trying to make their money, whether it's the landlords that need to get paid again, whether it's the these businesses that need to figure out a way to stay open and survive, or the employees that maybe are running out of unemployment, because that's gonna happen at the end of June. I mean, so look at fortunately here at Three Punk, we've been paying our rent. Yep. You know, in full. Fortunately, I think Matt has been paying his rent as well at the Manhattan. At the Elwood, we've been paying our rent in full. So we try to maintain business as usual. But how long can people keep that shit going? Not everybody's bro. in that you position. Know, not every, you yeah, guys we're, are very, We're lucky very that we're in this position. You're you know? two of the only businesses I know, Elwood and Manhattan, 
when I get a check from you guys, COD, mm. you know what I mean? Most people take advantage of that net 30 and that's, that's your, that's your legal right. Uh-huh. But my point is that you guys are so well prepared and ahead of the curve and that's not everybody, man. And that's not I the mean, everyday we're, we're, small business. Above and beyond everything. We, we, these are businesses. You yeah. know, we're businessmen. We know how to operate these things, but it's, todo tiene su pinche tiempo. Todo. Like, like, I mean, we're going to run out of time eventually and you're going to run out of funding. So I feel like the state is realizing that they're like, fuck. Because check this out. Gavin, Gavin Newsom, our, our governor, was like, uh, I don't foresee a, an instance in which sports will be coming back to California anytime soon. Probably mm-hmm. not this year. We're going to cancel it. And as soon as the sports franchises in California started saying, well, you know what? Arizona is offering us an opportunity to play there. Florida is offering. Oh, Texas World. is. They're like, well, we're going to go play over there. I swear to God, bro. Right like, away. Right right away. Cambio su pinche turno. You can play here, but with no fans. Yeah. So then like the next day, I said, oh, I, you know what? Upon further review, the first week of June, you can come and set up your leagues and play in front of no people. So, I mean, to me, as an ignorant motherfucker, I saw through that the transparency. I was like, you know what? This, this is a money-driven motive. Everything. But what is it? Todo, güey. What is it, Everything man? is money-driven. Este mundo. Ugh. It's a crazy time, bro. I you mean, know, I just don't see it for us. It, for our my business model here at Three Punk, it doesn't make sense to uproot everything and implant a new restaurant model just to open up and serve to like ten to fifteen people at a time. And okay, listen, to that extent, we're in a fortunate situation at Virgin. We just acquired Sweet A Virgin Beer Company, Virgin beer company located in Carlsbad, currently uh, drinking a Virgin beer by the name of Juice Bros, ooh. Hazy Double IPA. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, if I look really hard and I squint really, really hard, it looks like it's a collaboration beer with Pure Project. But I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I got to squint really hard. Oh, shit. It was a You guys hit. Because you're not in the know. Bro. Because you're not in the know. You hid their fucking name in the clouds, bro. We marketed marketed their name in the clouds. Did Pure Project not carry the weight in this fucking collaboration? Hey, we. Every year, without fail, Virgin will do one collaboration at our place with them and one at theirs. I'm going to take a picture of, like, the, the main branding. Boom. Mira. Ahí está. Juice Bros. And then, like, oh, there it is. <laughs> so that's the song from when they're in the tunnel. <laughs> Hello. So we're, is there anybody out there? We're, we're in a better situation. We um, Before all this happened, we had acquired Suite A. Uh, where we're at, there's four suites. We occupy Suite C currently. Uh, we got Sweet A, which we first project we did is built a 2,500 square foot cold box. Good. 18 foot high ceiling. Storage, baby. Storage, baby. We needed it, man. Yeah. We were storing beer offside in another brewery, and you know that's costing us that money. That adds up. That adds up. So now we have this beautiful facility. We have this dry storage area, which enabled us to order cans in huge bulks, which helped with this pandemic hit. And now we had cans readily available. We own our own canning line, which is more fortunate than a lot of people instead of waiting on Mobile West. But or having a one fucking canning for. No todos tenemos los pinche cartera de los gringos, champion. Aquí está bonita, aquí está Eastlake. We make it work. <laughs> so, you know, with all that in mind, now we have this uh, sweet A is also the main purpose down the road is going to be it's a 100, 100 to 120 person private event space. That was the main component other than the cold box. Well, 
Construction's almost done. We have four new offices. We've all moved into the new offices because we were all sharing one at the original facility. And that was tough when eight people are trying to conduct business at once, whatever. But these new rules say parking lots, courtyards, adjacent buildings. We could technically use that to open up. We also operate in a very business park-like area. Is that hard? Our two neighbors are a golf retail store and a storage facility. They're not open on the weekends. Realistically, we could use that parking lot. That being said, the discussion we had this morning was let's really sit down, talk this through, weigh the risks, the pros, the cons, what we're going to have to do with our staff. Because that's the other thing, too. Now, as you enter this area, your staff has to be tested before they come to work by sending you a picture of the thermometer. And then they have to be scanned as they come in like we're doing right now. So, Why? ¿Por qué me cierras el ojo? No, pues es que tenía el pinche pelito. Glasses sends me a picture of his fucking uh I know, thermometer. he told me. But that's, he does it uh, rectally. So, <laughs> I, think way. I think he sends it to you for a different reason. How is operating a business, or a brewery rather, in the, uh, like an industrial park, como están ustedes? It's not without its challenges, but. It had its heyday. Like, yeah. I remember when, when, oh, yeah, when, when, when this all started, this was, all of the breweries were located, like, in industrial parks, like, in, in Miramar, in Vista, and Escondido. Miramar. Yeah, you know? Yeah, Stone, I got Escondido, a mero tras Escondido. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Pero, it must be tough, bro, because like you said, your businesses that you're next, they're never there. They're closed. When I weekend. tell people where we are in Carlsbad, they trip out, because it's not like we're right off the freeway where you can find pizza bowl right there off of Carlsbad Village Drive. We're in Bressy Ranch, so you got to get off on Palomar Airport Road and drive further in than, than where Legoland is. Todavía pasando Legoland. You know where the airport is? In? Is this north of the 54? Oh, yeah. yeah. Pues this It might as well be in the Sudan, yeah. motherfucker, because I don't know where you're taking me right now. Our, our, our surrounding neighborhood businesses are the Carlsbad Airport. Never heard of it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, Callaway Golf. Yeah, I'll calm down. Viasat. Who? Viasat. ¿Quién es ellos? No, güey. Vas a tener que prender, güey. Viasat? Viasat. Nah, bro. Yeah. I ain't about that, that shit. That's, who, that's who's around us, man. It's all businesses like that. So it's not easy to get to us, but we make a good product. So we stay busy. Yes. I could attest to your good product. It's a crazy time, man, when it comes to beer. Um, I keep not. hearing interviews. I keep hearing people going on and, and talking about the current state of where we're at. And, and and what they see in the near future. And it's dismal, bro. They, they, they're very pessimistic. They're very, like, they're very, nah, pues, you know what? Out of 100, I see about 25. They, they think, like, 25% of operations are going to cease to exist within the next six months. They, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I still don't think that we've seen the last of it again. Even with these restrictions, it, even with this reopening, the restrictions are going to limit enough people that it's going to be hard to sustain a business that way. It's crazy. And I can only speak to what we got going on here at 3Punk, bro. You know, at 3Punk and it's, we're, we're a special case. We're, we're, we're in a neighborhood. Yeah. You know, we're in a pinchy little, a little community. We're in the heart of like Chula Vista. So residents and the community they, they really rally and they support us you know because we're open we adhere to the policies you know we we, we take precautions we we, we 
we're good with everything that's going on. You, you throw us a new regulation. We're like, okay, my pelo. Fuck, this is going to suck. But okay, we're going to do it. You know, because like I told you out. earlier, I told you earlier, the, the last thing I want to do is put my staff in jeopardy yep. or put our, 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 com- our community or patrons in jeopardy for yep. coming in here. Because you can't recover from that. There's certain things. And I've seen certain businesses and the way they operate. It's going to be hard for them to recover because they're thumbing their nose and they're kind of just saying, fuck you to the new policies, this, that, and the other. This is the wrong time to, to, to die on that hill. You don't want to die on that hill, but some some businesses are going out of their way to go and die on that hill. Yep. You know, we don't have a vast delivery um, blueprint como, como Virgin yet. Like, like we're barely getting into that game. We've been very complacent. We've been very um, um, heartfelt and just building out of the tasty room. This is our storefront. This is our community. This is where we want to do it. But this situation has forced our hand to do it now rather than later. So yeah, compramos un pinche van. Uh, we bought a little miniature canning line. We're gonna be doing like our our four packs and cases. Um, now that restaurants are starting to open, you guys are starting to sell more kegs. Uh, in turn, we're doing the same thing. We're selling more crawlers. Like people are coming to us and saying, "Hey, let me buy twenty crawlers. Hey, let me buy this." And I'm like, "All sure. right, cool. Whatever you need. Stick to your plan, bro." Like I was talking to Compita Chicle. You know, we, we were talking to Enrique last week um, about. Business plans. Yep. Business plans are different for everybody, and they're ever evolving. What you started with day one is obviously going to be different in year three, because it it would be ridiculous if your business plan remained the same from day one. But there are certain fabrics of net fiber that you have to adhere to. You you got to stick to the, the morals, the view, the your ethos of the company. And for us, it's that. It's like, all right, what are we about? We're about the community, but we also have to do this. We're about our neighborhood, but we also got to do that. It's a tricky game, bro. It's a tricky game to kind of um stay the path, but continue to grow. Because we never wanted to grow, but I feel like the virus, the corona, the the COVID, it's forcing you. It's into forcing that. us to, but that's to a grow. Good problem yeah, but it's yeah. forcing. It, fortunately, knock on wood. Um, it, fortunately, yeah. we are in in a, in a position where we we can pivot and we can grow. Yep. You know, like we have an, a little bit of extra money that we could buy a van. Okay, now we have a main fucking method of transporting our product to these locations. You know, okay, we're going to need more cans. We had a little money to buy this canning machine. It just forced our hand. Fortunately, we're in a position where we can do it. Our landlord has been very understanding. We're making enough money to just kind of make everything work. But it's crazy, bro. It's not everybody's, that's not not everybody's, everybody's story. Not everybody's like that. No. So I'm really like curious to see in three months. Right now is May 20th. Mm-hmm. August 20th. Yep. Eight days after my 15-year anniversary. I, uh, 15 years. I'm curious to see where we're at. I'm not, I'm not, sure. I'm not excited to see because la neta way, there's rumblings and, there, and then there's just like, you just see the way certain things are going. You're like, there's no way they can sustain that. Oh, and I just us, I just knock it's on wood. Sad. I light candles. I fucking say it's a people, prayer. It's people close to us too that you're like, no man. Like sometimes I'm, it's businesses that you think like, oh, those fucking guys, they're killing it. Yeah, they're killing it. And then like you like talk to them like, oh shit, they're getting you're, killed. You're, you know, they're getting killed. It's just crazy. Oh, yeah, man. man, why do we talk about dire shit, man? Tell me something. It's beautiful. talking about real. That's it is. We're talking about. Oh. The, this is the reality we're all living. It's, it's not all puppy dogs and ice cream. It's like, oh, you guys own a brewery. Oh, everything is awesome. You guys own a bar. It's like, no, bro. You know what? In order to keep this machine going, 
Like I have to work a full time job right. somewhere else to provide hey, for my family. You know why Sweet A is where Sweet A is right now? Because mm. one of the owners of Virgin has been in there building that shit himself. Yeah. His dad is a contractor by trade. He's been working construction his whole life. He's been in there busting his ass, man. I've volunteered. There's been days where I'm going in there and staining wood with him and helping out. Like we all chip in. It's all the employees. The reason that's it's when it, you sacrifice yourself to that, man. And as an owner, you know more than anybody. It's you take on way more responsibility. Yeah, well, not people not, always. Not all look, owners are wired that way. Well, <laughs> and not everybody's wired the way that yeah. you know we are as far as your work ethic. Yeah. And I don't look at my job as just like, oh, okay, well. I start here, I end there. No, man. Some days, um, homie, I am not Barney or como se llama el Fred Flintstone. All right, a fucking dinosaur doesn't blow a whistle, and I don't slide down the fucking brontosaurus tail and go home. It ain't a rap, you know. It's like sometimes by the time, by the time I'm getting ready to check out that brontosaurus is asleep. Shit, bro. Yeah, está dormido. El pedo es, yeah. I mean, in this in this in this era in this economy, el que quiere quiere. You know, closed mouths are definitely not going to get fed right now. Nobody's going to give you handouts right now. Everybody's trying to get for themselves. Everybody and for I themselves. get it. And I completely understand. You know, this is not a time where like, oh, no problem, bro. I got you. This is a time where it's like, you got to show it. Yeah. You know, don't talk about it. You got to be about it right now. This business, this is your business. Yep. You're the motherfucking owner. Bitch, you better start acting like an owner. You yeah. better start doing boss shit. What, you know what are you? What are you doing to keep your shit? Alive? A- everybody's always like, "Oh, you so you? I'm the boss. I I own this much percentage in this company. Oh, that's my brewery. Oh yeah, bitch. What are you doing? What are you doing to make sure that this business is staying afloat and to further grow the brand? Because right now you, you're going to be able to tell pretty soon. Not a lot of people want to answer that that's, right now. That's scary. It's scary, but it's every now and then you need to purge. But you said it. Yeah. Every now and then you need a purge. Every now and then you need you need shit to just kind of like whoosh, wipe wipe the slate clean the all over again. And you know, because I was talking to a few business owners that said it's crazy how many employees don't want to come back to work right now. Let's talk and about that. And it's got nothing to do with oh, I'm scared, Let's I'm worried, I'm concerned. It's I'm making more money on unemployment. Uh-huh. Why would I go back yeah. right now? And they're going to find out soon enough because realistically, these jobs are going to be able be available to them. And if you say no, then they're going to terminate you. You're not getting that unemployment yeah. anymore. And yeah. I don't think people are thinking that. Well, far I think ahead. The, the the $600 weekly allotment, that's coming to an end, right? Like in June, yeah. Ju- June, July. Yep. It was through June. So, so that's $2,400 on top of what unemployment is already paying them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was a week, man. It is a weekly allotment of six hundred dollars yeah. here in California. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but with that, where's the motivation to come back to work? You know, you'd like to think like I, me. I'd like to think as a business owner is like, cool. I'm providing an atmosphere where we're putting you in a position to succeed, get money, you know, do your thing. But yeah, man, right now it's like people are at home hanging out. I haven't crossed that bridge yet. I haven't reached out and be like, hey, well, a lot of there's have. yeah, like. Right now, people who are currently working at here at the brewery are people who have actively seeked me out and be like, hey, do you need help yep. at the brewery? Yep. I would like to work. Yep. And I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I can have this, this, this day. You know what? We're going to start canning. I need somebody to help me can on this, this, this day. So those are the people that are, are – so I haven't like – I haven't – experience that where you're like hey do you want to work oh no bro because if i work i'm gonna lose this money i haven't gone through that yet yeah i don't want going through man a part of me does not want to cross that bridge you know because i'm gonna be like how do you react to that honestly the way you just said it's a good chance to purge and wipe yourself clean and realize that those people are not 
people that were going to be committed long term anyways. Uh, you know, it sucks, but some people will show you. It gives give people a chance to prove themselves to you, and most of the time, they oh won't. man, you give people enough time, they'll they'll show you their true colors. Nice, huh? They'll show you their true colors, whether they want to or not. It yep. just comes to the top. So yeah, uh, at, at this point, a lot of people are going through that purge right now and realizing, all right, like you really don't give a shit about this job. You were just here. And that's fine. Hey, some people are just happy to clock in and clock out and get their check, but put yourself on the other side of the register. You're the customer now. Mm -hmm. Are you actively going out to dine in at your favorite restaurant right now? Probably not. You know, it's probably not. And I feel like people are rushing to get everything ready and and it might all be for naught. Yep. You know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm happy with the way this is. I'm, yeah. I'm supporting all my friends and getting stuff to go. Bro, we went to the fucking Balboa today. Just walk down the they, street. They just opened today, you know? Mm-hmm. El homie. Guess homie. what? Guess what? That burger tastes amazing. Perfect. As we're Strami. having it here at the brewery, as it would if we were sitting down there. We still except, supported. But except for the subtle differences, I wouldn't feel 100% comfortable sitting down there. Not for the environment, just for the people that would be surrounding me. Yeah. The, the, the fucking, the, the, everything that comes with going to a restaurant and sitting down and dining out. Well, how many of these people that are right now out there protesting because fucking Becky wants a haircut or fucking. Say Karen. No, pobrecita. Pobrecita. Or fucking Philip that wants to go fucking Brad. fishing. You know what I mean? Like. These people are out there protesting up in arms, thinking they're fucking valiant soldiers fighting for their rights. Bendejadas más. But those people, when they're going to go out, you think they really give a shit about how your public health is right now? You think they're going to keep wearing are their masks? Are they the vocal majority? Neta. I still believe they're the vocal minority, but they make enough noise. They make noise because they're, they're the only ones screaming. Right. They're the only ones yelling at the top of their lungs how this, that, and the other is affecting them. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know. I don't. But again, I don't and, and when they're and when they're yelling at everything to reopen, it's because they want those services. They yeah. don't know for a fact that those people providing those services are yeah. comfortable coming back. Do we know for a fact that all your barbers want to get back to cutting hair right now? That you know, that's very true, man. No I sabemos. Mean, I, I, as much as I want all of the homies that have businesses, restaurants, bars to be slammed, I kind of don't. You know, because I feel like if anything happens, it's going to be in that first month that we reopen. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie to you. I'm going to be like, you know what? My favorite restaurant right now is Goodies, Goodies Sushi in National City. We love sushi, bro. Like it's, it's the the sushi I they provide is ama- is fucking amazing. Wow. And as much as I love them, they still offer that to go service. I'm going to call in. I'm going to go pick it up, and I'm going to go home. Bro, I mean, that's, look, dude, I, you know I we just went to Balboa. Uh-huh. I go to Small Bar. Yeah. I go to Popeye Company. I go to Bottle Rocket. Bitch, you eat out a lot. Yeah, bro. Bitch, I mean, get on the trip. Hey, do you okay. go ahead. Wait for my Peloton dog. Yes, so Peloton, hey, Lord. Bitch, buy stock in Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> Those motherfuckers are blowing up. They are, dude. Hey, they went from normally a two or three week to, they said, five to nine weeks. And I would know because I'm on week five of waiting. But alguien me dio. No advice. Hey, I gave you that Martha Stewart information. You bro. did, man. I insider you, info. I gave you that insider info. I said, don't, don't be on the fucking phone calling them or sending them or just emails. Waiting. Bitch, you were in Carlsbad. You're where their hub is yep. in San Diego. You go to the source and you say, hey, do you motherfuckers want beer? Because I got beer. That's exactly what I did. Get me a fucking Peloton bicycle. Thing with a couple four packs. Hey, oh. just came to check in. I know there was a wait. Something comes up. You guys let me know. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll probably get you next week. Boom. Yeah, I star. You're welcome. I star. But whatever. I'm, 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 I can be fat and sexy. I don't even care. <sighs> that's what I'm telling you, too, dude. Is 
But I don't know, man. It's 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 a weird weird time for me. Like I'm supporting all my friends as much as I like, you know, as much as we can, out. as much as we as can, as much as we can. You know, we're still on a limit too. The reality is, I'm comfortable with that. It's what makes me feel good. I don't care about the people that are screaming that it's not real because they watched a YouTube video yeah. and. The kid that failed science with them is now telling them how he drew a piece of paper at home as proven that this all came from Barack Obama what and the fuck? Elon Musk. I've, trust me, I've seen worse. What? God, dude, you see some of the stuff out there. Actually, don't. It hurts your brain. I try not to. It hurts your brain. Sometimes when people are like sinking down, they're putting a phone in front of me like, you got to watch this. And I'm like, man, people are stupid enough to believe in this. But then I realize who our president is. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Don Chero. Um. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to restaurants. I wouldn't go to I, if my best friend owned a restaurant. I probably wouldn't go and sit down and have dinner nope. there. I would continue to support him and then say, you know what, bro, I'm not gonna stop coming in here every Friday. I'm just not gonna eat it here. I'm gonna pick it up and I'm gonna go home. So nothing against your establishment or anything. I'm still supporting you. I just don't feel comfortable. I don't want to put my family in jeopardy. I don't. It's it's not you. It's them. <laughs> you know, it's not you. It's them. Yes, he's a bad way. And that just goes for everything. I feel like this thing that's happening right now has forced us to look inside of us and be like, what do we really need? Do I need this? Do I really need to go here? Do I really need to do that? Do I really need to do this? It's like, and then you just kind of, guess what? Bank accounts are looking fatter right now. They're looking, man. Well, listen, yes and no. Because some people are getting that money and spending it just as quickly. Saquon Casino reopened. Within the first hour, they said three quarters of that parking garage was full. And for hours on end, there was a line wrapped around the building. People waiting to get in and just give money away. Look, you and I are making beer deliveries right now. People are ordering. People are spending money because they're getting that extra $600. They got that stimulus check. A week, dog. They're getting, they're, they're spending. So not everybody, the smart ones are saving up. Yeah. And imagine you can't take that away from people. That's this, this benefit, this perk of staying at home, texting the brewery, texting a restaurant. Sabes que quiero un pinche four pack de flama blanca. Whoop de woo. Why don't you throw in a mask? You know what? Throw in a shirt too. I'm feeling a certain kind of way. Thank you guys for doing what you do. Boom. I, you I'm, can't all of a sudden pull a fucking rug ooh. from out of them and be like, you know what? We don't offer that service anymore. You will, people will riot and you'll lose customers. Yeah. Why would I want to take that source of revenue away from us anyway? And people have been so cool and so nice when I've gone out and delivered and I've straight up asked like, hey, you know, appreciate the support. What made you order? You know, aside from liking the beer. Damn, like, you well, talk too much for contact less fucking deliveries, bro. Normally, I don't like leaving the house anyway. So this is nice. Like. I like drinking at home. It's not some of them. It's not even about the pandemic. It's just look, they're extroverts. They're they're not Bro, people. Like right now, everyone's complaining about how they want to go out of their home, how they want to do this, and then me, I'm just like, bitch, I just want to go home. Yeah. I just want to sleep. I just want to stay in my house. I just want to relax. <sighs> One day, guess who I delivered to the other day? Adivina. Motherfucker lost a turtle. Oh, see, me dijo el güey porque you know you delivered to him, but guess who hasn't delivered to him? He hasn't ordered from Virgin yet. No, you believe el compita that. Gavin, one of the one of the Patreoners. Oh, which we need to cover the Patreon. We, the Patreoners. We'll, we'll get to that segment. Caesar, stop getting ahead of ourselves, okay. bro. We've been drinking mezcal. Chill out. <laughs> I went in, and <laughs> on the front of his mailbox is a fucking printout of a picture of a turtle, and it says missing. I said, bro, <sighs> take that shit down, man. <laughs> If a turtle's been missing for more than a week or two, it's pretty safe to assume that motherfucker is in somebody's belly and he ain't coming back. Somebody made you know, a turtle suit. One boots. day you're going to get a fucking shell and that's about it. 
I'm you. I'm using that for fucking soup or salad, whatever, you know. But that turtle is gone. Déjalo ir. Déjalo ir, Gavin. It's gone. <laughs> Gavin. No. But it, it's cool. He I, allegedly is gonna order this week now that the new beers are up. But we'll see. We'll see. That's okay. I'm paying attention. Being on beer delivery right now is cool because I get to go to parts of the neighborhoods that I normally don't. Yeah, I take I took wifey with me. Uh, we dropped the kids off at her at her mama's house because the cousins are there, so the kids want to be over there. And I'll go make the delivery, and I get down, and then whoever comes out, she's like, "Why do you take so long?" And, uh, and it's like I, I'm talking to them, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know you were gonna deliver. What's up, dude?" La, la, la. Yeah. And we just start shooting the shit and talking about like how things are and and how they're doing and and the beer, and then I come back, and she's like, "Why did it take so long?" And I was like, "I really wanted to chat." She's like. I'm not tooting my own horn, Caesar, but they're like, oh, we didn't know you were going to deliver. Right. Like, Keep if I knew, stoked. you know, it's like, you're delivering fuck. Like, what's going on at the brewery? Like, as soon as yeah. I get down, it's like, they, they, they want to know, like, the inside school. How are you doing? Yep. Like, what is the plan? What, you know? And it's like, I'm more than happy to share with people. You know, it's like, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. From, from one month to the next, shit has been changing. Every, you know, one week been, to the oh. next. Yeah. And as these, you know, it's funny that conference call earlier. They straight up said, listen, what we tell you now might be different by yeah. Friday. No, no, that's true. And that's smarter than You know, than. we told them, you know, uh, we talked about how we were going to have our owner's meeting on Tuesday. And by Tuesday. Damn, homie, did he, you say we and then owner's meeting? We're going to have our owner's meeting on by, Tuesday. Go by ahead. Tuesday. Everything can be different, dude. Who Did you just become knows? an owner of Virgin? How many points they give you? Handle it. Damn, we need more brown people in our fucking industry, bro. Shit. If uh, I was to tell you in mentiras, San Diego, mentiras. over under, three breweries owned by Mexicans. Oh, shit, man. Under. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's under. Over under, three breweries owned by minorities. Over. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's like six. Yeah, I think it's Chula Vista Brewing, ourselves, um, Thunder Porter Rex, Thunder Thunder, and Novo. Cinco. Dan, Dan. And if we miss somebody, go ahead and send us a a voice message at six one nine seven two eight ninety three hundred. The emo bling hotline. Do we have any? We messages? do have a phone call. We do have a phone call. Let's see. Is is it that time to get to the phone call right now? I, I mean, it's a good segue. Hi. My name is Karen Barnett, and I'm calling from the beautiful University Heights of San Diego, California. I have some questions. Number one, <laughs> if God exists and he or she revealed themselves, would people who believe in God actually accept God as God? My second question, why do cats purr? Why don't they bark? And my fourth question is, what is bo- at the bottom of the ocean? Thank you. Well... Wow, Karen that was, Barnett. that's a lot. I don't know what kind of drugs you were on when you decided to call us, Karen. Were you smoking the marijuanas? So the first question, can you go? Because you should get it from Balboa Avenue Dispensary. Oh, yes. Relaxation, business, or recreational. So if God exists and he or she revealed themselves, would people still, would people accept God? And I, I got it. I don't think I'm drunk enough or prepared to answer that. But I let's, mean, let's give it a shot. I just if watched, God turned out to be a minority, right away you ju- would lose a lot of people. The the, the Netflix uh, Waco. So I've been saying that. You know that it, one? No, it's very good. All right. It's very good. I'm very critical because I'm a douchebag, but I enjoyed it, 
It was about some dude, David Koresh, and his Davidians, his followers, his people that he wanted to like have follow his faith, his vision. He sold, he told them that I be, I am the next coming of Jesus. I am a prophet. He speaks to me directly. La la la, whoop de woo. Bro, basically people believe in anything. You know? If I was if I saw somebody and they said, Bro, I'm God. I don't know, bro, lo mando la verga. I mean, think about it. If they revealed themselves and said, Look, it's me. Uh, how many people would straight up still keep their beliefs and be like, Wow, it's true, the second coming, it's here. Again, I, I, I say it half jokingly, but I'm almost 100% serious. If it was a minority, most people would be like, oh, I give up on religion. I don't believe you. <laughs> we live in a crazy time where people, I feel like, are looking for, they're looking for something to believe in, too, bro. You know, they're, they're, but they're, that, though, would people still accept that if you had some sort of way of knowing that was true would they still accept them if you want me to believe in some shit you better make some shit happen right right you know right. be like hey if we to trail agua, says, Boom. you know yeah, what know. you know what caesar you you claim to be the next coming of god here how about this i got an sba loan on this business right here i need that shit gone make that shit happen and i'll bring you 100 people and we'll become your followers caesarians Boom. Show me you it's a series. <laughs> show me you show me you can fucking make this loan disappear and you got yourself follower one plus a hundred. It's gonna take it's gonna take some shit right. to make me believe some shit. But even I think she's asking more introspective, like if that person reveals themselves, I mean, are people still gonna be like, Okay, I'm still gonna follow you or judging by that person, will they then say like, eh no. Do you believe know. in God? I don't know what's For that real, term. Nobody, your mom is not listening. Your mom is not no, listening. Me va I'm still scared of the chancla. What's that term? Agnostic. You know? Agnostic. It's, it's, yeah. Listen, I used to be bitch, a child of the church. Bitch, do you believe in God? No, I already said no. Oh, perdón. No I told you no. <laughs> I, I, do I believe in higher power, spiritual being, something of that nature? Sure. Pero el Dios así como lo presentan. And I'll tell you so many reasons. Again, man, growing up Mexican, you had to be Catholic. So we were Catholic for the longest time. And then when my sister met her now husband, who, by the way, celebrated their 27-year anniversary yesterday. 27? 27, way. Felicidades, dog. Felicidades, He's yeah. a white guy? No, los mexicanos, way. Beaners como nosotros. Yeah, way. Yeah, se duraron, way. Good job. And um, they, his family was Jehovah's Witness. Huh? They were Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Yeah, exactamente, way. Y ahí estábamos como testigos de Jehová porque queríamos andar con la familia. So we were Jehovah's Witness for a while, bro. Y luego, you know, became a born-again Christian. Bro, I used to go to church three times a week. Why? I had my own Bible study group, and I was serving on a ministry team. Todo eso, güey. Todo eso porque yo lo creía, lo que como me sentía. And then just, man, the stuff you see, the stuff. You just start questioning, man. I've always had a questioning mind, and to me, it's like, wait. Why are there so many di different types of religion, man? And in why heaven, do have... when we die, is there different sects that we go into? Like <laughs> right. sex with a CTS, not with an X. Sects right. where, where we're like separated. And oh, you're Jewish, you go that way. Oh, yeah. you're Catholic, you go this way. Oh, you're Roman Catholic. I take yeah. the left on the fucking the corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same. Go take a seat in the back. Whatever. You know, it's like, what happens? That's, For it's, me, that's, that's a, what's it, never been an understanding. Oh, yeah, I meant this way. So you say, so I'm Mexicano. I was baptized. I was first I mean, communion. Oh. I was fucking, I think, confirmed. Um, and then when I had a, a, a soapbox to stand on and I got married, I was like, ¿Sabes qué, güey, Nel? 
fuck that dog. You know, it's like, I'm not getting married through the church. Nel. My mother-in-law was very upset and she she told me, like, no, you know what? My daughter deserves to be married through the church. And I was like, it's not about that. It's just like, why? So we had a, I think we had a Jewish rabbi marry us in a Japanese friendship garden in Balboa Park. Dope and spot. No, no, very dope. Very dope. Except when drunk family members jump into the koi pond and kill fishes and then you get the bill <laughs> at the end of the fucking ceremony. Son of a bitch. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different fucking Mexicans, it's man. a whole fucking different pillow i believe in a higher being i'm i and it's gonna sound very hippie and very this that and the other i feel like i'm more spiritual no. than anything that's what i just described yeah. to you i grew up i grew up going to church once a week on sunday our lady of guadalupe or nuestra señora de loreto in tijuas in la colonia libertad or even prior to that um saint michael's in paradise hills those are the three churches that I grew up going to. And the best thing about each and every one of those churches is that after the fucking service, outside there was a little tent What's surrounded by is? other little tents, surrounded by a fucking refugee camp of tents where I would go buy Chalino Sanchez CDs, yeah, we um, about this. fucking menudo, fucking champurrado, tamales, whatever, dog. Lo que sea, lo que querías. It was a tianguis. It was, a, it was a, uh, what is, how do you say it? A swap meet. Like when a it was over. Meet. You know, the best part for me, my ears perked up when um, the, the, the father would, would be like, Tenemos anuncios para la semana. Si nos gustaría ayudar con una donación para las mujeres de la patria de And it's like, you, all right, cool. We get into the end. Boom. And that's when I would get excited. So I knew from a from a very young age that church wasn't for me. Religion religion wasn't for me, you know? And just the more I grew up and paid attention, man, when I was at that last church, man, and watching the pastor walk around with a security detail and a driver and beautiful Range Rover, and I'm like, okay, so we got to give 10% of our money, but you... you Is that the Jehovah Witness religion? No, nah, no, nah, that oh. was the Christian church and okay. non-denomination. Just stuff like see, that. Fortunately, man. I didn't see that shit. Oh, man, yeah. I saw it. I, I saw did, it all yeah. behind, and I saw you know people try to get close to the pastor, and he kept his distance unless you were donating a lot of money, and then all of a sudden, you were his best friend. You could go kick it with him. Oh, do more than kick you it, You know bro. what I mean? It's like, damn, man. And now, even now, like you know, not to get political, but you look at the people that are anointing Donald Trump, the chosen one. Yeah, You know why they're anointing him? Because he makes them money. Cash money he makes them money so if you're willing to sacrifice yourself like that then i don't believe your religion for a second you know you sold your soul just for that do you remember any of your uh the the padrecitos pastors pastors names see a ver hang on no i have two that i remember because we went to three churches three churches consistently and i remember two of the 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 preachers there uno se llamaba um Father George, mm-hmm. el Padre Jorgecito, de was in Nuestra Señora de Loreto in, in um, Colonia Libertad in Tijuana. And then the other one was Father Brown, Father Richard Brown in uh, um, Our Lady of Guadalupe, Guadalupe. In Barrio Logan. And I heard today, and I don't know if it's for public disclosure, but I, I heard today that he passed away. No way. Sí, wey, ahora. And um, I shared that information to to my moms and and, and we have like a family group chat and I, and I shared it to them. And it's weird, bro. Like, that was a part of our life for a long, yeah, yeah. long time. So I was like, I'm not religious, but I was like, oh, man, that dude, like, I heard his voice every Sunday. Like you said? You know, every Sunday Once for an a hour. week without fail. And, 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 like, I didn't, I didn't listen to him actively. Better look but I was hearing yes, him. Yep. But I was hearing him. You know, I heard him. I saw him. He would, like, walk up and down and, like, 
you know, like eye contact, visually look at you and acknowledge you. And then I don't know, that's just weird because like I'm not religious. I'm not very close to that church. I'm not close to any church. I'm not close to any father. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, the human side. For me, the human side, I was like, oh, wait. It just kind of like, it was was a a a, a a punch in the gut. It was like, oh. A part of my youth just just disappeared. Yep. And you know? nostalgia, the the ties, the memory you have, yeah. You the know, feelings like, that brings up. See, I'm an asshole, but I still have feelings. I got <laughs> another feelings. So, Karen, what a question, Karen. Yeah, the second two, I'm not even gonna bother with because why I does a cat know. meow and not bark? Karen, lay off the fucking mushrooms, bro. I, yeah, don't, I don't know. Or share, you know, Algo. something. Have you ever done shrooms? Yeah, I've never done shrooms. Yeah, so yeah. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, I've 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 never had a bad trip, but I've seen people on what bad happens trips on shrooms. I mean, it's a psychedelic. I mean, it depends on the amount you take or what you take, whether you're on the stems or the caps. In perdón. Yeah, yeah. I've never had a bad trip, but I yeah, man. Most of the times I took it, it just felt like being on a super high from weed. Like your body feels all energized, you feel all lightheaded, and I was offered half a sandwich of mushrooms with peanut butter and banana. And I passed. I was like, no, thank you. Bro, we went on a, tr- on a hike one time. A hike? Yeah. And one of the dudes had a bad trip, and we found him in his boxers hiding behind a rock because the pink elephants were trying to get him. No, 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 that way. Ahí estaba escondido el pobre. Is it that took the us, kind of drug? It, it took us two hours to find him. Well, I mean, if you're not careful, That's you overdo say. it. Is that the kind of drug that... If you got like a lot yeah. in your closet, you should be you should be in a good headspace to do that. Yeah? shit. I was told beforehand, always be in a good headspace. I don't like don't I, fuck I, with that shit, especially if you're gonna do a heavy amount, you know, because now you can like microdose that, you know, and take it in small amounts, and you know, it won't even give you a hallucinogenic effect. It's no, more if I'm just doing it, I want that hallucinogenic effect, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you just go. fuck, bro. I'm not going to the casino <laughs> to get COVID. I'm going to casino to get money, dog. <laughs> you know, if I'm gonna go on a trip, I want to go on a trip. Well, you gonna take that trip, yeah? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. You know, I didn't do it a lot, a lot. You know, I had some friends that that was there. That was their cup of tea. Tengo un compa que se va a casar el Julio, compita Julio. Um, and I'm in charge of planning his bachelor party. And he wants to go to fucking Amsterdam. And we were supposed to go to Amsterdam th- in September this year. And we were supposed to go to Munich for uh, Oktoberfest. And obviously everything got shut down. Oktoberfest got shut down. Bro. You know the Germans are taking that shit serious when Bro. they shut down Oktoberfest. Yeah, <laughs> dude. That, that shit send a shockwave to everybody. You know the Irish are taking it serious when they shut down St. Paddy's Day fucking parade. So... That would the reason I bring that up is I feel like that would be the only environment, atmosphere, situation in which I could dive headfirst into a, a psychedelic experience. I feel like I I'm a happy drunk. Like when I drink tequila, whiskey, whatever, like I'm a happy guy. I don't get like sad and then like start breaking down or anything. So right. I feel like okay, that's like that's like the kiddie pool of 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 uh what is it called? Uh, stimulants, stimulants, or so whatever yeah. is gonna all, mind altering experiences. Yeah. Like, it, 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 now's not the time. Probably to do it. not to do it. But yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm. I don't even want to say the D word. I don't want to because I know depression is like a big deal. Sure, it, it, it's sure. next level. I, I just think I'm fucking exhausted. I just feel like, bro. I'm but tired that's enough and, to uh, mentally wear you out to the point of depression, man. I mean, they say that a lot of stuff starts with your body's ability to get rest and recuperate and recover, and you do a disservice to your body when you're dragging it along busting your ass and then not giving it a chance i don't, don't want to work out 
I don't feel like fucking. I don't feel like doing anything. Like I go to uh, work, I hang out with the kids, I take a shower, and I'm out, and it's like I'm disconnecting, and I just like. Fuck. ¿Qué pasó, con el ¿Qué pasó wey, bitch? Fucking stop ordering shit, bro. No, stop ordering your. And little I, I laugh because <laughs> I had fucking three boxes arrived today while I was here. Oh, I got the notifications. Yeah. Hey, it's Natasha's birthday, man. I'm Gas, ordering merecido, shit. Merecido, merecido, justo y necesario. So yeah, man. I mean, I feel, I feel like okay, when when well rested, I feel like I'm in a good mental space, right? Because I'm. I'm a happy-go-lucky kind of dude, and I don't, like we were talking earlier, I don't hold grudges, I don't hold regrets, yeah. I, I let go all of that shit. So if I was going to do something, I feel like I have to be away from the family, because one, I wouldn't want to like have to be around my kids. For one, I learned a long time ago, I don't want to be drunk around my kids. I don't, I, I don't want to be drunk around like my loved ones or anything right, you know no. it's just like it's, it's unfair to them and then it's unfair to me. It's like, you know, you're not in full control of, of, of your <laughs> actions. So it's, so it's like, no. Um, so if Compita Julio, when he gets married, not if, when he gets married, and, and if we have a bachelor party and we go somewhere, I, I would dabble in the mushrooms. I Because it's from the earth. It's, it's from the, the earth. It's from the earth. So I feel like it's, it's like wheat. Slightly we, manipulated. You know, it's like, what do you mean? Well, I mean. It's manipulated? Well, just how it's grown. I mean, the regions it's grown or how what do you it's mean? grown. Bro, you better do your research. I bro. haven't. Bitch, no. I've never even... No. <laughs> Somebody offered me a sandwich. I was like, la verga. Si no tiene jelly, no me lo quiero comer, viejo. That's the other part, man. Yeah. Why well, you just make peanut butter sandwich? Who does that? Peanut butter and banana slice <sighs> sandwiches. God. You want some, Esteban? I've never, I've never Esteban, do you want some? I was like, nah, bro. People always say, yeah, peanut butter, and or peanut butter and banana or peanut butter and banana and honey. And I'm like, that just sounds terrible. Where's like you're really jelly? trying to hide something. Yeah, where's that jelly at, dog? <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know. Um, Karen, and the last one, why do cats purr? No, no, what's on the bottom of the ocean? Oh, I don't know, the shrimp that we eat there. I don't know, the cockroaches of the sea, Karen? Okay, solved. Karen is, Tupac, um, probably. If, if you didn't, oh, damn. Um, Karen, if you don't know, she, if you didn't recognize that voice, she is the, uh, owner, proprietor, of, owner, proprietor of the gastropunk. Oh yeah, she's what she it. said. She called it. Once upon a time, we did a podcast on uh, a couple of days before uh, the coronavirus um, came out and took over the world. We did a podcast, but we I don't know something happened. We just didn't release it. Yeah. You know, maybe one day we'll release it. But uh, maybe she, for the Patreons, so maybe sign for up the now. Patreoners, we'll release that uh, some juice in there, some little bit of good stuff in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, she's the owner, the proprietor, of small bar, awesome place. She kicks ass. She's always offering deals. She always goes above and beyond everything. Get that fried chicken special. Twenty. Get what that. is it? Twenty dollars and twenty five bucks. Eight pieces. Pero tan grande, Two sides. Tan grande. Three sides. Okay. Yeah, bro, it's good too, man. All right. How often does she have that? It's every Sunday now. Every Sunday. She's right. been selling out, man. She did 80 orders last week, so you got to call in advance. Like the day of, when she posted about it Sunday, there was only eight left. Okay. So you got to call, you know, when she announces it. I'm on it. But yeah, it's that good. was the voice of Karen. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we tried our best. We got deep into one of your questions. The other two, it scared me a little bit. She is the uh, the final boss of all Karens. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's the one you face. As soon as you beat all the other entry level Karens and the mid management Karens, then you finally get to the final boss, Karen. And then she's the one. El pinche pelo con What else you got, my compita Cesar? What else is going on? You know? Not a whole lot, man. Have you seen anything? Have you watched anything? Have you heard anything? What what has captured your interest? Yeah, uh, man, I've just, uh, most of the stuff that I've been watching has been, you know, 
Like Ozark. Ozark's bad, dude. I watched the first episode. Of season three? Of season one. Of season one up in this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good show, man. I finally finished season three. So that's... That thing goes right, hard, you know. You're not the first motherfucker to tell me that I should watch yeah, it. So. Narcos went hard, you know that. Hey, you take know? it easy. There's a lot of shit going on in the fucking narco world right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to so drop. There's gonna be, we're going up to season 10 in the real world. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to drop one name. El Chino Anthrax. Ay, we. Yeah. U.S. Custody, DA, turned informant. They released him. He decided to go back to fucking Sinaloa to visit family. They found him. He apparently ratted on the fucking cartel. <laughs> The cartel, the cartel never forgets, bro. They gonna get you, and I guess, I guess they got him. Yeah. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I just been reading the papers, and I. And here's the other thing about my ignorant ass: the time I do have when I I should be asleep, I'm already in bed. I go and I start logging on, and I and I start watching. You go down that rabbit hole. I do huh? go down the rabbit hole. First, I go to a website called Narco Blog. And then I go to a, a Instagram page, a bunch of Instagram pages, but one that's been interesting lately. Um, since we're talking about what has captured my my interest lately, there you go. Ed's manifesto. It's on Instagram, and I heard this fool on fucking the Joe Rogan show, and he's been on there twice, just talking about his involvement with uh, uh the cartel and, and that side of Mexico and, and how he's involved, how he's a police officer, how he's a fucking military, and oh. Bro. You know what wasn't one of the packages that got delivered today? Go ahead. El libro que me dijiste, wey. Which one? Narcos. Oh, you, you got it. I ordered it, yeah. yeah. Read it and then listen to it. And okay. Then live it. Okay. Because yeah, I, cause I, I am now on this, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading. I will say that, man. My reading, my meditation, I've been using this to better myself and get in a good mental space. But usually I go buck wild, man, and I get like fucking 10 books at a time. And I'm like, take it easy, man. Take it easy. So now. I'm ordering two books at a time, and I make sure I finish them, and then I'll order more. If you want, ¿Cómo se llama el pinche librito? Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. Do you want the Cliff Notes version before you watch Narcos? And if you watch Narcos already, and and, and I'm talking about more specifically el, el Mexico, Narcos yeah, Mexico, okay? Before you watch Narcos Mexico, or before you re-watch Narcos Mexico, do yourself a favor. Check out two podcasts. Uno se llama Kingpins. It's called Kingpins, and um, they have a bunch of episodes on uh, on on big bosses from the cartel. One of them is El Amador, El Señor de los Cielos, and and it, and he's obviously a big prominent character in season two. Like, listen to that podcast, Kingpins. Listen to that episodes where they talked about El Señor de los Cielos, Amador Carro Fuentes, like. Listen to that one. I am now subscribed. Out of you. Then go to Spotify and listen to the, there's like an eight part uh, series called uh, Chapo, uh, Justicia, something Justicia, an eight part uh, series. Listen to that one. Um, read the book or get the audio book by Loan Grillo about cartels and cartel bosses. I like two books. And I know this is fucking like deep. Deep, 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 dark. This is el bueno. The King Kingpin on trial. trial. Yeah, bro. Orale. There's an English one and a Spanish one. Listen to them both oh, if, if you're bilingually able to. Um, listen to those things. I, I know there's Star Wars geeks and, and there's fucking what other kind of geeks? Like whatever, The Hobbit Comic and book. all those shits. I'm this geek. I'm the geek that like learns about all the cartel shit. Watch those two or listen to those two uh, podcasts and the documentaries and read those two books or listen to the audiobooks and then jump into narcos and then all of the other so characters right. that come in in narcos mexico bro everything starts making sense 
And when you start getting this background, you know what's coming next. Like they haven't announced Narcos season three for Mexico, but if it's you coming. but if you see all of this, if you read all of this and, and watch all these things, you know where it's going. Shit. Bro, I get so excited. I get so hyped. I just I just love watching this shit. Cause for me, it's it, it motivates me on like business management. Cause these motherfuckers aren't like a street gang. You know, the people just think, oh, cartel or oh pinches narcos. No, bro, they're a fucking enterprise. They're, an enterprise, they're a reason they're, why they rule the underworld backslash everything. There's a reason why fucking uh, Chapo was one of the richest men Chapo in the world. Chapo was on the Forbes list for the fucking yeah, most richest men I mean, in the world. Pinche Pablo Escobar. You know, like there's a reason. Like these guys were business savvy. Yeah, they have a ridiculous, hallado. like fucking don't fuck around way of making it happen. Like you know, like normal people wouldn't do that shit. No, that's not true. Republicans and Democrats do it that's all the true, time. Bro. It's the biggest gangs in the world. Damn, are you gonna say the Clinton people? Fuck, you're gonna end up fucking killed. Hey, they, they all, they all the you're same. Gonna end up killed. They all Pero, the same. Do some research, read those books, like listen to these podcasts, and then rewatch Narcos Mexico. You're gonna thank me. You're gonna be like, oh, it that's all makes fucking sense. awesome. It all and I get hype because I still do that shit, dude. I, I I re-listen to some of these things and I'm gonna rewatch it because every time I watch the Narcos again, I'm like, oh, cool. There's actually some truth there. And then you're the other fucking series on Netflix, El Chapo. There's one called El Chapo. Yeah, bro, in Miku. I feel like that one is more true to form. Yeah, yeah, like that one has a lot of like, like shit. Like, oh wow, like that really happened, and they're talking about it on the fucking episode. You know, I don't know. That that's my recommendation for 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 the week for so this episode. The is, one, the one that's next on my list. One that I said, Gangster Warlords. Oh, that's Long Grillo. That's that's my that's, that's his other that's book that's by Grillo. My other one, and then the other one that you recommended. Where is it? Hang on. I don't know. This service down here no está. I'm gonna say llegando bien because there's another one that you recommended, and I put it on my queue. Listen. There's so many, dude. There's so many. No, and, but you told me this one specifically. And, and like, if you, this one will take you down a rabbit hole. Like if, oh, chaos. The qual. I don't even know. I've been listening to so many fucking books lately, dude. I don't have time to read them, so I just listen to them at work. Uh, that's the one saving grace at, at UPS is I don't gotta talk to nobody. I'm just alone in the truck doing my thing, just listening to podcasts all day sounds, long. Sounds great, it, right? You can ignore everyone and just So around. imagine. No oh, sleep. Operation Paperclip. Ooh, Operation Paperclip by a, her name is Ann Jacobson. Is, yep. Ann Jacobson, dude. Fucking, she gets down. I don't even know how I came across that lady. Those are my two next books that I'm ordering. I'm a big weenie when it comes to like World War II shit. Any any war shit. Yeah. Like I'm super interested in it because I like the hierarchy. I like the breakdown. I like the the power struggle. I like the blueprint. I just like the I like the business management side of war. I like the business management side of like a cartel. Who do you think were the greatest warriors in war? Warriors? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. How about the people that wouldn't wear their face masks? Those guys were brave. Oh, man. Those are those are warriors, bro. I'm cheering up right now. Oh, my God. Take a knee. I'm going to Kaepernick for them. I'm going to Tebow for them. <laughs> no, they don't believe that. You can Kaepernick for not wearing a face mask. Oh, no man. Did I just get hyped for a bunch of cartel shit? Yeah, bro. Bro. Right now, there's a lot of shit going on in the cartel world. There's... I get <laughs> It's, it's interesting. This way. No, Dude, I know. I can tell. I, I enjoy just, I enjoy like, it's like a, I, I, I'm on the sideline and I'm just watching. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, oh my God. This is going to happen. This guy just got out. Oh shit. You better not go there because that's going to happen. Oh, he went there. Oh shit. That happened. Yeah. And and it's, it's a power struggle, man. It's like anything yep. else. I kind of want to like link it to the brewery game. You know, I, I, like, like, like if you strip it to its core, like you can see, okay. There's like power moves. There's these kinds of growth. You're not wrong. Car- like certain cartels that try to grow too fast, 
end up eating themselves from the inside out because they grew too quick, they you know? The, wrong people. The, the cartels that usually make it the longest are the, the smaller ones that, that keep to themselves. They're not all fucking... Trust the right people. Yeah, they're, they're not all loud and brash about it. Mm-hmm. They, stay, they stay in their lane and they do their thing. Like, I dro- if I dropped the name of the biggest cartel boss right now, you probably wouldn't even know who the fuck he is. But he's the biggest one, and he's not flashy, and his name's not Chapo, you know? Yeah. Ah. The man se, se cuida. Damn, we better stop there. <laughs> I just got hype. Hey. I'm going to go home and read a book. <laughs> go home and sleep, Vato. El doggy. Caesar. Campeón. Todo en orden. Todo. I'll see you in a few weeks, bro. I, I like when you come in. I talked to Campbell, man. I told him next time I'll, I'll, we got to do this together. A quién? Al Campbell. Oh, oh. Joshi. Yeah. El compita dog. Because we're, we're going to try to link up with him if we do move forward at Virgin with, you know, the new reopening. Um, he His Harvest Kitchen is right yes, on the street sir. from us. Cool. Like five minutes. So we said, hey, you know, either set up your truck, your catering, or just start making us pre- pre-made packages that we can sell out of the refrigerator. Homie, I'm going to buy a little, pel- uh, yeah, like a, a paleta fucking cart. And I'm going to just make hot dogs. And I'm just make hot dogs for a dollar. Sass. Easy. Easy. Wrap it in pinky fucking bacon. <laughs> sell it for a dollar. You get the package. Dun, dun. I think we've had one too many mezcal, Caesar. Life is good. <laughs> uh, that's a wrap. Thank you guys for listening. We should have this up whenever Georgie decides to fucking produce it. Y los Patreons, way. Y los Patreons, way. We love you, Patreoners. Es todo.